baseball money is fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the DGen Dance. Our March Madness Bankroll Contest is back. Free to enter and $1,000 in cash and prizes are up for grabs. Plus, we've got first half under bingo. Enter both contests on the SGPN app. I tried so hard. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake, a fantasy baseball podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer. I'm back again. It feels so weird because we, we we started doing this just once a week and then we went to Tuesday, Thursdays. And then we started sprinkling in some Mondays. And now, like when we have Wednesdays off, I almost don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> and so Thursdays feel so good when we get back here. But as always, I am here with my man, Ryan Gilbert. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing good. It did feel a little weird yesterday just being able to take off work and take some time off before uh still did the hockey podcast, of course, last night. So I'm sure there's some fans of that out there as well. But yeah, I'm doing good. It's, uh, it's Thursday. Uh, some, some tough World Baseball Classic news, but it's still been a great tournament. Been uh, making some money on that. March Madness is underway with those first half unders we were talking about before we started recording. They, they've been hitting pretty good. I got a round robin there. So yeah, doing pretty good. I had it into the weekend. Me too. I'm not, I mean, it's weird to say I'm not much of a sports gambler because we kind of work for a sports gambling podcast network, but I'm not the biggest sports gambler you'll ever meet, but I've been, you know, trying my hand at some first half unders in today's games because that's kind of the, the running theme on the network is first half unders. And then it came out that they hit like 58% of the time first week of the tournament, which is nice. And I'm doing pretty well. Like, by the time this is over, there's a legitimate chance that I will be nine and four on the day and up a considerable amount. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, so far I, I did a, a round robin of all, all 16 first half under. So far it's uh, six and two. So um, that's, that's going to be profitable as long as uh, the uh, r- other eight, eight night games here stay under, which they typically do. Um, I remember I think two year, two or three years ago, not three years ago, it was COVID, but two years ago maybe it was uh, – <laughs> Like there were so many first half unders that hit. It was it was incredible. It's kind of been the same today. There's only been a few, so at least like on the lines I've yeah. gotten that haven't hit. So six yeah, and it's, two, it's pretty fucking yeah, sweet. Six and two. Love to see it. Uh, uh, but want... I mean, we are a baseball podcast, so <laughs> yes. Do we want to start it <laughs> off with the uh, with the most topical news here? I guess we probably should. Yeah, we right, probably uh, should start. Yeah, Edwin Diaz has a uh, what was it, full thickness tear. The Mets announced in his uh, right patella tendon, so he will miss the entire season. Uh, surgery today performed by David, Dr. David Altchek there. The Mets tweeted out, uh, tough news. I, I was recording the Hockey Gaming podcast last night when I got a text from Blake. It just said, Edwin Diaz with like a grimacing emoji. I was like, I was like, what happened? So, so I looked at the box score. I was like, okay. <laughs> They still won. He got the save. Like, did, was he in trouble? And then he got out of it. Then after the podcast, I was looking on Twitter. 
I realized what actually happened. It was, it just sucks. It, it sucks for for baseball. Mm-hmm. It sucks. You know, if you'd be like, oh, the World Baseball Classic shouldn't shouldn't exist. This this happened. This could happen at any point. A player just jumping up and down and move a leg, his knee buckles. I think Mariana Rivera got hurt shagging fly balls in, in batting practice. Like, it's a freak injury. Mm-hmm. You, you can't blame the World Baseball Classic. It, it just sucks for baseball. It sucks for Mets fans. It, it's, it, it sucks for anyone that has drafted Edwin Diaz, too. Uh, yeah, I agree. And, I mean, <laughs> it happened kind of at the very end of our SGPN Dynasty League draft <laughs> night. And you, like, Malcolm, sorry. I mean, I'm not sorry. I didn't do it, but. Malcolm had drafted Edwin Diaz, and he had the la- very last pick in the draft right before this happened. And Ryan took, who'd you take, Robertson? I took Robertson. I think uh, Adovino may end up being the better guy anyway. And you know what? There, he, I mean, he, he's still got Paul Seawall. There's still people available. That's the true. draft ended. Still got Kendall Graveman, Hudson, Jorge Lopez, Dylan Floro. There's still closers out there. It's not like it's a it's a deep league where where every closer really matters. It's there's going to be saves available on the waiver wire. I, I don't know. We're playing fantasy <laughs> baseball. You got, you got to play for keeps. I, I, I have no regrets. He is up for trade. If anyone wants to make a, some trade offers, hopefully we get some uh, fun trade talks in that league. Maybe we can use some of that for the podcast. But uh, yeah, what's your initial reaction? Do you think it's going to be Adovino? You think it's going to be Robertson? Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be Robertson. I've seen people mention Adovino, so it, it could really go either way. I think it's a little too early to know at this point because that was kind of a freak injury that happened out of nowhere and caught everybody by surprise. But Robertson was good last year. I mean, 81Ks, 20 saves, a 2-4 ERA, and a 1-1-6 whip. He still has the stuff. And I thought when he was going there, he was going to he was gonna end up being like a pretty damn good setup guy, a good source of holds out there. But now that DS is gone, I mean, I, I like the upside of Robertson more for filling in and that's a damn good team. So there's going to be plenty of save opportunities out there. Yeah. I, I saw someone tweeted it out. I, I, I'm not gonna be able to find the exact numbers, but like Robertson has just much more closing experience in, in his career out of, you know, does not Robertson has better just numbers overall in his career. Uh, I saw Robertson firsthand last year with, with the Phillies. It was uh it's not great towards the end there, but he, he was solid for, for most of the season. He ended up with, uh, he got after oh with the, he was good with the Cubs yeah I, I forgot it was a trade the acquisition he got a seven six, six save with the Phillies to having fourteen with the Cubs did fade a little bit late due to uh, coming back from I think he had Tommy John so that was something that affected his velocity later in the season but yeah he has what it takes to close out games he's not going to be Edwin Diaz he's not going to have trumpets playing for him coming out <laughs> in, in the ninth <laughs> inning but. For, for now, I think he probably will be the guy. It wouldn't surprise me if it is a, a committee with him and Adovino. And um, I honestly would, would be shocked if the Mets don't make a trade for, for a close. I don't know if, if it'll be soon. I don't know if they'll see if Adovino or Robertson is, is available to – or not available, but the, up to the task of closing. Um, mm-hmm. But I could see them going for like David Bednar from the Pirates. You know, you know the Pirates are probably selling or just someone that oh, yeah. comes out of nowhere. Like, like – uh, Felix Batista for the Orioles last year came out of nowhere. Like they're obviously going to keep him because they're trying to be good. But if there's a veteran <laughs> that ha- has a great season, I mean, I could see the Mets just picking him up. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. The Pirates feel like they're always selling because they're never really in contention at all. So Bednar's an excellent name, and he would really excel out there in New York, closing for a team like that. But 
the more I think about it, the more I, I do kind of agree with uh, I think they're going to ride the hot hand. I don't know if they're going to have a primary closer at this point. It's just going to be whoever's feeling it, whoever's doing well, they'll ride with them and just hope for the best and hope that the wheels don't fall off for the mess like they normally do. Yeah, I mean, even before the season starts here, the wheels are, are falling off a bit for them. So mm-hmm. it's tough to see for Mets fan. As a Phillies fan, I'm not going to revel in an injury, but it, it does help the Phillies case. Uh, it, su- it still sucks that Diaz got hurt. Doesn't change my opinion of the World Baseball Classic at all. Still, still play it. These guys are awesome playing for mm-hmm. the country, showing emotion that you don't you don't see unless it's the playoffs. Like, and every game is a playoff atmosphere. So. Yeah, uh, it's gonna gonna be tough for the Mets there, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that with uh, Robertson or Adovino, or if they they end up trading for somebody. Dude, I've fucking loved the World Baseball Classic so far because mm-hmm. everything is so electric. It's, it's it's got the Dominican League feel to it, like in every game, and it doesn't even matter who's playing. And it's just so much fun. I'm gonna be sad when it's over, even though as a Mariners fan, I have mixed emotions about it just because the whole Drew Smiley soggy arm incident that happened mm. last time but you know that's what it is freak injuries happen i mean kendrick morales kind of hurt himself in almost an identical fashion back in the day it was what was like 2013 or something yeah he heard himself celebrating it blew out his then, knee so then you had bellinger it happened hurting, hurting himself with that with that shoulder and shoulder like celebration they did all right, uh, but yeah, the Warriors Classic has been good. I've been uh, winning some bets recently. And speaking of WinBet, WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and tons of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marking games of the week, we'll have better odds on WinBet, giving her a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is here. So many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100. Get $100, limited state availability. And of course, for our DGENs only, if, if you hit the biggest long shot party of the week, you get $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or somebody knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And the DGEN Dance, our March Madness Bankroll Contest is back. It's free to enter and $1,000 in cash and prizes are up for grabs. I'm not sure if that's still going, but... uh. And we also have first half under bingo where you can win an SGPN gift card. Both contests are on the SGPN app. First of all, cash that uh, Charleston under 75 and a half second half bet. Again, I know it's a baseball podcast, but I'm really loving these uh, under bets in the first day of the tourney. It has been very financially beneficial for me, and I peaked at that while Ryan was doing a quick ad read. But... This is an episode I have been waiting to do for quite a while now, because if you have listened from the beginning, I, I'm I'm a points league. I don't want to say points league god because that's kind of fucking. You're a points league junkie. Points league junkie. That I mean, but I'm really fucking good at it too. So like, it's kind of awesome. That's my thing. But points league does seem to be the most niche type of league out there, and so it's not it's not always the best to talk about because a, a lot of people play category roto leagues, and so it's. Eh. So whatever, but I've been dying to do a points league episode, and here we are. With I mean, we have two weekends before the season starts, so this is crunch time for drafts, and we get to talk some fucking points leagues. Yeah, you you must be uh, uh pretty excited. I uh, I did a points league probably 
Oh, it may have been over 10 years ago at this point, but I, I was lo- looking at some <laughs> uh, points leagues scoring recently. I, I saw ESPN changed it this year to saw there's some uh, controversy about that. But yeah, points leagues uh, definitely have a different strategy than the uh, normal, just traditional roto or five by five category league. Yeah, and real quick, Catfish, uh, to answer your question, how does spring baseball relate to spring training? Or, yeah, from a betting perspective, does it give us an idea of how teams will perform? I don't think it really does just because there's no, so many different factors it, in spring training. Yeah, it, 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 does it doesn't give all. you much anything. No, no, there's nothing to look into there because teams aren't really playing to win. You have these guys that aren't even going to make AAA or AA playing in these games. So it, it doesn't matter at all. Yeah, but Jonathan Class A played for the Mariners when we were there, and he uh, talked to my daughter for a little bit while he was playing center field in between innings, which was kind of cool. So, <laughs> you know, sick. he's never going to make the Mariners, but it, it was a cool, <laughs> cool experience. But uh, still points leagues. Where do we want to start? Should we start? I guess we could just jump right into like what you look for in in players when identifying uh, identifying somebody that's more uh, more of a points league guy than a regular league guy. You're, you're 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 taking charge here. We can go. You're you're driving this bus. Okay, so fucking let's do it. And also, I'm realizing the more we do these episodes, I have so many giant unnecessary cups, and I use the different one every episode. And so this is it's going to become a thing now. Just Blake's big up of the day. But uh, so when you're looking for a points league player, one of the most crucial things to look for would be. It sounds very basic in the like in kind of the gist of it, but low K rate, high walk rate are incredible in points leagues because one big thing in points leagues that matters that doesn't really matter in any other league format is strikeouts. Strikeouts are a negative point and depending on what format you play or like what uh what the fuck you want to call it. Depending where you play. Like it's usually one strikeout is negative one point, which makes a big difference. So whether it's a daily league or a weekly league, if you've got a guy that goes 0 for 4 with 4Ks, that that hurts you. So guys like probably the guy I've talked about the most, not named Jared Kelnick, uh, Stephen Kwan, become absolute monsters in points leagues. I know in ESPN last year, over the final 30 days of the season, Stephen Kwan was the fourth overall player in fantasy fantasy baseball points leagues. Fourth overall, not fourth outfielder. Not fourth rookie. He was the fourth overall player. And I mean, he hit like nine home runs, but he hit two, what, 290, never strikes out. And it's hard, it's hard and easy to find those guys with the low K rate. It, it seems so simple. Just be like, okay, he didn't strike out a lot, but you need a guy that hits decent average and strike out a lot, gets on base, and the ability to score runs is very nice as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I I look at it more like regular fantasy baseball. You're drafting because it's fantasy baseball. You're drafting for those categories that you're in your league. You're drafting for power, drafting for home runs. You're not really worried about the negative stuff, the strikeouts. Even even with pitchers, uh, do you get negative points for losses in, in points league points leagues or not? Oh yeah, uh, negative points for a loss, negative point for a walk. Uh, some yeah, of them uh, is negative point for a hit, negative point for an earned run. Yeah, so. Fantasy baseball, the traditional like five five by five category roto league, is fantasy. You're drafting a specific type of player. That's who you're looking for. You're not worried about the negatives. You're only focused on pretty much 
hitters in the top half of the order because they get the most at bats, which is also the thing for points leagues is you want to have as many versatile players as possible. You want to be able to fill fill those gaps in on on off day, on off days. Um, on, so you have every every at bat counts, every hit counts for something, every walk counts for something. But in in points leagues, you, you're the the player pool is wider. You can get those middle relievers that can rack up strikeouts, and they won't get a win or won't get a save. They won't help in a category, but over the course of a week, they'll put up similar points, if not more, to like a average starter. So that's one of the things I was I was looking into points leagues like and what to do. And I I feel like that's something I would do is like get a few aces and then just load up with high strikeout middle relievers. I, I think that's a decent strategy, especially if you you don't want to necessarily just go pitcher heavy or if you're somebody that you know know you can depending on your max moves in each league you know you can stream every day get those starts in but as long as there's no uh start limit i I know there are some of that in Mm -hmm. points leagues but but yeah i I think points leagues are not better but like especially if holds are involved like it it widens the player pool a bit and and gives a a more realistic view on like the value of a baseball player not just going for home runs yeah and i mean i want to preface this by like like aaron judge last year is a prime example of a player that kind of transcends every net uh, 62 home runs yeah. plays in every format. 62 home runs is 62 home runs in a category league and a fuck ton of points in a points league. So things like that are like he, he is kind of an outlier when it comes to a lot of things. I mean, even Schwarber, Schwarber was pretty damn good last year just because he hit like 50 home runs or 48 home runs, but the K rate was up there, which struggles a bit. But catfish, real quick, uh, catchers. Uh, in terms of strikeouts, it's hit and miss. I mean, it used to be one of those posi- uh, positions where it didn't matter if you struck out a ton. The Mike Zaninos of the world were very prevalent at the catcher position. It was just kind of if you could play good defense, you were you were good to go. But now with the kind of boom in the offensive catcher area, guys like Dalton Varsho, Alejandro Kirk, Danny Jansen, even Cal Raleigh towards the end of the year, like their their strikeout numbers are way down compared to others. So they're in the 24-25 range, which is not elite, but it's okay. Like middle of the road. You want somebody that's like under 25%, it's pretty good. So catcher's coming around quite a bit. Uh, but uh, pitchers, for example, in points leagues, I wanted to point out, uh, they're very highly sought after. Uh, I did a... An article for Fantasy Pros last night. It'll probably be out this weekend. I used to have a good kind of feel on when my articles would get published, and now I'm just kind of just submit them, and then whenever they get out there, they get out there. Uh, but I was looking over guys that are overranked or overrated in ESPN ADP and uh, pitchers on especially in points. Looks like seven of the top eleven guys are pitchers. And it's because even though they do get a negative for a hit, they do get a negative for an earned run and a walk. Uh, Like in ESPN formats, they get three points for every inning pitched. And you get uh, some leagues, it's three points for a win. Some it's five for a win. And then it's two for a loss. So if you get these guys like Sandy Alcantara, who's just chewing up innings, giving up like seven innings with 
two runs, no walks, and 10Ks. That is a shitload of points, and you can get that twice a week. You have the potential to get 60-plus points out of these elite pitchers on a weekly basis, which you can have a lot of hitters that, I mean, Schwarber very rarely is going to put up 60 in a week. So you kind of have to key in on pitchers a little bit just because they are more, man, I keep forgetting the fucking word that I'm Volatile? Is that what you're going for? Kind of, yeah. And it it does make streaming a little harder because you can stream for ratios in like a category. Like if you're not on K's, you could stream for K's. Like you could do that is going to face the Pirates who strike out a lot and he'll probably get you seven, eight K's. But streaming in points leagues is a bit harder because if you stream somebody and they just absolutely shit the bed, you're fucked. That You could get a negative 20 game out of your pitcher that you just streamed and you're (laughs) going to hate yourself. So I, I think no, to be fair though that that can happen in in normal category leagues if you get someone just completely blows up your ERAs too, but he he, he can't true. like tank tank your overall team. He ta- he tanks two categories: ERA and WHIP. If you have if you have WHIP, yeah. but he doesn't he doesn't tank like your whole your whole team. Okay, so I'm trying to figure out how to go through this, uh, I did, I think it's it's probably best we just talk about some that we like in. Yeah, so who who are who are your most overvalued and undervalued? Just either type of players or just like player by name. But looking at like like the scoring, I think especially this year with the pizza boxes, like those guys that get on base, don't strike out and, and can steal are gonna be a lot more valuable than those guys that, you know, might hit twenty, twenty five home runs, but they'll strike out over a hundred times to balance that out. And like you said, Stephen Kwan was what, the fourth best outfielder, sixth best outfielder ever he was in, in the last month. So somebody like mm-hmm. that that does not strike out mm-hmm. is gonna is gonna you know get on base. You think at least once once a game, bats top of the order has a chance to score a run, chance to steal a base. You know, in a good lineup, I think maybe those players are, are people you may want to look for deeper in a draft. Yeah, and I mean there's a few guys like uh, Jeff McNeil is an excellent example of a guy that excels in points leagues, but it's kind of middle of the road in like a category league. Cause I mean, he he's got your, your average locked down in a category league. He hit like what three twelve last year, three twenty something like that, but he didn't, he doesn't offer a lot. He doesn't offer a ton of power. He doesn't have a ton of RBIK runs, doesn't risk a lot of bases. But when you have a guy like that, that can hit three twenty, that can strike out only 10% of the time. I think his, I think his K rate in the second half was like 8% of the time. It like that makes somebody so much more valuable. It makes somebody like Jeff McNeil, who in a category league is I'm just free balling here. He's probably like 110th for ADP or 120th for ADP, and all of a sudden that makes him uh that puts him up into the 80s, the 70s, 80s range. That can move somebody from like a top 12 top spot in the rankings all the way up to seventh, which is a big difference because as, as much as most positions are kind of top heavy, like the top one, two, three guys are all going to get you similar kind of stats. As soon as you get down past like fifth, there's big differentiators between everybody. So, yeah, somebody like Jeff McNeil, somebody who doesn't go quite so, as late. Uh, I had him on my overrated list. I'll go ahead. I, I'm just looking at ESPN rankings, and I am uh, quite shocked by their second third baseman on the board. 22nd overall, or I guess third third baseman if you include... Oh, he's no, on my Jimmy. list. I know so he, exactly who it is. Third, third baseman, Alex Bregman. He's at he's Alex at twenty second overall. <laughs> but you, you look at him. I mean, last year struck out seventy seven 
K rate percentile 96, walk rate percentile 95, gets on base, top of a great order in, in Houston. He's the one I wouldn't even think about taking in the top two rounds in, in or the top three or four rounds in, in a category league. But apparently in uh, points leagues, he's pretty valuable. Yeah, he was he was somebody that is he was the number one person on my overrated players in my fantasy pros article. But that's mainly because that was a that's kind of a more generalized ADP article. And I even mentioned in there, like in points leagues, he is more valuable, even though I still don't think he's the third best third baseman in leagues. I think there's still people higher than that. I still think Austin Riley finishes above that. They have Riley. But yeah, he, as he's as a prime a seventh, example. As a seventh third baseman at 50 overall. Which is weird. You want to know? Actually, fuck it. Let's just talk about my article. You want to know who else was in my article that kind of caught me off guard? Will Smith is being drafted on ESPN as the number one overall catcher, and he's being drafted an entire round ahead of Real Muto and uh, Barsha. Rutschman. And, and Rutschman. Yeah, Rutschman. Your boy. Will Smith, yeah. 56 overall on ESPN's rankings. Uh, Rutschman second. I guess Smith also has good... Uh, Good K rate and walk rate numbers, and he's gonna be right in the middle of that. Um, his K rate's like twenty four percent, twenty five percent, which is okay, but it's not like earth shattering. Rushman is the one who's gonna excel in points leagues because his K rate's like seventeen percent last year, and he walks double digit rate as well. Mm-hmm. Up, he's one to keep an eye on. Number one overall catcher, baby. Uh, bless you. Before we go, you want to do the the last ad read real quick. All right, yeah, make sure you check out uh, Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is heating up for March Madness. College Pick'em is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted after day one because of Virginia. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite <laughs> college basketball player props. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. We've got another question here from uh, Dylan in the chat. Pretty uh, pretty relevant. Is there a certain format you prefer in a points game? Like X amount of pitchers and X amount of infield players, etc. I know you're somebody that does enjoy having a lot of bats on the bench, which I does think mm-hmm. makes more sense for, uh, for points leagues because you need to have players that off days, Mondays and Thursdays, you want to be able to get as many bats in the lineup as you can. But is there a reason you, you, you prefer to have a deeper bench of bats not a deeper bench of arms when you already said like how valuable pitchers are uh just because pitchers and points leagues are very top heavy like everything else like once you get Mm -hmm. to those guys that you may consider streaming in like a categories league they're much less likely to succeed in a points league and as a points league manager when you get later in the week and you're in a close game you have to really ask yourself do do I want to just take the the no start and leave Jacob DeGrom in on his off day? Or do I want to go out and stream somebody that could potentially get me that negative 20? And then all of a sudden, the the game that I was up by 10, I'm down by 10 just because I tried to do a little extra and stream a pitcher. So I lean more towards hitters because I like to fill in. I like to get as many ABs as I can during the week. And so especially if you are targeting those uh, really point heavy dominant guys even i mean there's there's deep league point point league dominant guys as well you can minimize the risk and kind of fill in those off days with guys from your bench and get get the extra abs and not have to worry about as many negatives if a guy goes over for 4 with 2k's whatever two it's negative 2 but it's better than the negative 20 
Yeah, I mean, that, that makes complete sense trying to get as many at-bats as possible because they're they're not going to just tank your team, but they could end up getting a home run or, or a few doubles or a few runs or, or what have you. Yeah, and so keying in on some more guys that I, we, us enjoy for points leagues, uh, one that I think gets overlooked in a lot of leagues, maybe not overlooked because he was a really highly touted prospect, would be Wander Franco. He's a guy that he has all the skill in the world. The injury bug gets him quite a bit, which isn't necessarily his fault, but he doesn't have the power. A lot of people thought he was going to have or the speed, but in his career so far, he's played 153 games. So essentially like a full season's worth of games. And he's got 38 doubles, eight triples, 13 home runs, 10 stolen bases and hitting 282. But what's even better is his career K rate is only 10.7%, which bumps him way up my points leagues rankings. I need to work on a separate points leagues rankings on fantasy pros. But it bumps him way up there because I think I have him as my 13th catcher on my fantasy pros rankings. 13th, but in points leagues, he's easily top 10 just because that K rate is so low. And I can't think of really anybody else with shortstop eligibility that has a K rate that is that low. Is there a, a position in specific? There's one I'm looking at right now that is kind of surprising me. That is a lot different in, in points leagues as opposed to the traditional roto league, like due to I'm looking at first baseman and I imagine, you know, most of the first baseman you can get later in drafts for like can hit 20, 25 arm runs. Like I said before, are going to hit 225, strike out a bunch. So they're going to get those negative points. Um, so is first base, is that like one of the primary positions you, you look to get a top guy for? Is there another position where, where you have a different strategy in particular than a, than a roto league? Uh, first base would be the main one. Just I'm first... seeing a uh, Josh, Josh Bell is the seventh best first baseman. F- 65 overall. Yeah. yeah which uh, I don't even, I don't, I mean, is he in my top 10 of fantasy bros? I need a second. Uh, I need to he, fire he, up my second laptop. Be, next no. episode, but. Yeah, no, I don't think he is. I I think he is. I'm pulling it up right now as we speak. But yeah, like guy, it makes guys like uh, Vinny Pasquantino, who is kind of everybody's uh, kind of preseason he's, darling he, he's, this year. He's right right above Bell at 59 overall, six six best first baseman. And, and then and Lu- Luis Arias think, right after that. Yeah, see, I, I think in points leagues, I think Vinny Pasquantino ends the year as the fourth best first baseman just because that walking K rate is his, his strikeout rate is so low. He he's probably going to hit 30 bombs. He's going to start there all year. He may not have the RBIs, but he'll have a decent batting average. So he'll finish up there. He'll finish above guys like Christian Walker and all that, who are just very power, power heavy with the not so great average or K rate. But points leagues also make guys like Luis Arias relevant as well. Cause nobody's really flying, Flying to the the draft board to get Luis Arias in a, a category league, unless it's later in the draft and you just want somebody to help you shore up that uh, batting average. But in a points league, he's somebody that he was on the waivers last year in the majority of leagues. I was one of the people that was lucky enough to pick him up, and he ended up he had multi position eligibility. I started him at first base for the majority of the year last year. First base, third base, he got a lot of work in there, and he scores a good amount of points. I'd, I'd have to pull up what his end of the year point league ranking was, but I was trying to find that. I couldn't find that anywhere. 
I got you. As a matter of fact, so you can probably um, look back at your last at your last year. You can. I can, uh, and I'm. I can also check on a not a sponsor, but if anybody's ever curious about previous year rankings of players, DraftBuddy.com. Again, not a sponsor. I've never had any communication with those people in my life, but it is what I use to go back and look. You can check a ton of different formats from every year. Uh, so if I go to 2022, let's switch it to not from out. Let's go from outfield. Let's go to first base last year. Luis Arias was the 24th on Yahoo best first baseman. And one thing you learned is that there's a lot of different, uh, was scoring eighth, eighth best first baseman on ESPN. I, I just pulled, pulled up that site there. That, that's fantastic. Yeah, go. I'm going to, I'm going to bookmark that one. Yeah. It's a little hidden gem. You can check all kinds of, you can check uh, NFBC values of players on there too from previous years to give you an idea of how And Arias has or had second base eligibility. I'm not sure if he has it this year, but more more reason to, to draft somebody like that. I think that that's one of the big things I would look for in a points league is players that have that, that versatility, even more so than that a category league. You want those guys that you can slot in as, at, at as many positions as possible. Yeah, and for the sake of, I can't do a whole episode without talking some some stats about players. But uh, Yandy Diaz is a guy that also needs to be targeted in points leagues. I've targeted him in every league that I've been in this year. I think I have him in all but one thus far, even in NFBC. His stat cast numbers were incredible last year. He ended the year with a barrel rate of... Uh, 90 or sorry, barrel rate of 4.8%, which isn't crazy, but he had a 92.2 mile an hour average exit velo, 48.6% hard hit rate, 296 average, and a 288 expected batting average, which is excellent. But his second half of the year last year, he really, really turned it on. He raised his, there we go, batting average in the second half, 298. And he had six home runs and 15 doubles, which is three home runs and three less doubles than he had in the first half in 30 less games. So he got the power swing going. He got a little more lift under the ball. He's very overlooked in a lot of leagues going into this year. You can get him way later in the draft, like closer to the 20th round. And he has first base and third base eligibility. And I think he's going to hit leadoff for Tampa Bay. So the low strikeout rate, a lot of potential there. Yeah, on the opposite side of things, I know these guys. People can can look at them for uh, for players to look for, but more perhaps more importantly, is players to avoid. Like what what typical first round, second round, third round players, or even even mid round players will you will you be looking to either avoid or just downgrade a bunch in points leagues as opposed to uh, as opposed to head to head or roto. Well, in a points league. Uh, Jose Ramirez becomes my number one target because he is everything that you look for in a first round pick. Mm. And I think he had a 13% K rate last year. So he gives you the average. He gives you the power. He gives you the runs and the RBIs. He steals a little bit of bases and then the dude just doesn't strike out at all. Somebody that falls for me would be like Bobby Witt Jr. Just, uh, you know, I love me some Bobby Witt. I talk about him quite a bit. But he had the 135 Ks last year, 254 average. The K rate drops him a bit. 
it makes him more of like a second, second or third round guy for me. And man, even somebody like he's all the way down at forty-seven overall on ESPN, and that could be a third or fourth round or fifth if he drops down. True, I was looking at an NFBC. That's that's on me. Mm. But uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, what's somebody that is a first round pick like most drafts and help you can just let don't even look at him in, in a points league until third or fourth round at least. Yeah, and it weight gives you yeah. everything that you're looking for too, but it just I don't I don't like the K rate at all. You got J Rod down here at forty three too. Forty forty spots lower than where he should be in, in traditional leagues. Yeah, the, the ESPN ADPs are so weird. Uh <laughs> Acuna's way down there too, which is wild. I had a league where I almost got Acuna and J Rod in the the fourth and fifth round. I think it was in my ESPN draft that I did a while ago. I need to repost that one on the internet because that's the most ridiculous draft I've ever had in my life. Uh, but if I'm looking at the ESPN ADPs right here, uh, other guys that I mean, Soto becomes a number one overall pick in that conversation as well, just because the man never strikes out and he walks at a ridiculous rate. Vladdy. It doesn't have. I mean, I don't. Vladdy's not even my number one first baseman. So to think of him as a first round <laughs> pick for me doesn't make a lot of sense. But he is going uh, with that ninth in ESPN leagues. He doesn't have a crazy bad K rate, but he strikes out enough to where it makes me want to take somebody like Vinny P later on in the draft more. And then even somebody like uh, Pete Alonso. He strikes out a little bit too, but like we talked about with Schwarber, home runs are home runs, so those play. But I, I like him more as a second or third round guy than a top end of the draft type of guy. Yeah, it seems like in points league, you want to look for like the home run threshold to be like 30 home runs. Like 30 home runs mm-hmm. is, is worth drafting them. 25 or later, maybe in later rounds, but you know, 20 home runs probably isn't worth it unless it's someone that, that hits for average and just doesn't strike out. Yeah, 20 home runs with like a 27% K rate. Make somebody droppable. Like, yeah, I don't really know how the the points league shake out, in, or the like the point scoring shakes out in Yahoo and CBS and Fantrax leagues, but in like ESPN standard leagues, like I said it before, if a guy's at two point zero points for his average points per game, that's somebody that you consider for your team. If somebody's at like two point five, that's a definite have on your team. If they're three point oh points per game, that's an elite player from a hitter standpoint that's like your Mookie Betts uh Shohei Otani is a weird one because he both of his points mix in Aaron Judge last year I think was closer to four points per game and so like those 20 home run 28 percent strikeout guys all of a sudden they're 1.9 points a game 1.8 1.7 and they become very replaceable so the 20 home runs plays well in a category league but not not in a points league yeah, I mean, that makes sense. As you were saying, those points per game, I, I was going down this draft buddy list with, uh, yeah, Judge had 3.9. Uh, going down, Trout had a 3.0. He was 36th best overall. Verdugo, Alex Verdugo, 2.3. I mean, he, I guess he doesn't strike out too much, could walk <laughs> rate. Uh, he was above Rosarina. Brandon Drury, 40, 47th overall with, with that versatility, first, second, and third. That's great there. Yeah, it, it's, it it seems like I don't know. After after talking about this, I I, I want to get in a points league at least one to see uh just to, to see how I do to see how I fare in it. We should start one up and just if 
you're a listener and you want to be in our, our ESPN points league, we'll, we'll run an ESPN points league just for fun. No money. I'll throw it up there. Uh, no, I'm, I'm only, I'm only playing for money. What are you doing? Oh, then you know what? Bring the cash. Cause we're running it. We'll, <laughs> we'll get it together. If we get enough people, we'll, we'll run a fun points league and it'll, it'll be an experiment for Ryan and a, a way for everybody to have some fun, do a legitimate draft. Cause like the thing with like, these ESPN drafts and stuff is nobody ever even stays for ninety nine percent of them. They just auto pick the whole thing and then see how it goes. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, the weirdo. That's why that... You got to have have money on the line. I, I was looking at yeah. the, the Yahoo. The, the, oh, Dylan said that he'll take my money, so we'll we'll, we'll see about that. Um, <laughs> I was looking at the, the Yahoo has like public prize leagues, but they don't have any that are uh, points leagues. So, <sighs> so that's where, I, where that's where I do my primary. Uh, fantasy baseball and because i'm stuck in the 2000s but <laughs> yahoo is my go-to and now i have one on on fan tracks with uh, sgpn got one on on fan ball or whatever for tgfbi so I'm, I'm all over the place now well i mean if you if you want to join the points league club i am filling a house league right now with my dad and some other people so i got a spot for you if you want is it, it free though no all right 50 uh, bucks I'll, I'll hit you up on the side yeah definitely hell yeah i i, I know uh, where to find you <laughs> Shit, I hope you know where to find me after all these fucking months. How long have we been doing this? Uh, September seventh was our first episode. September, so. so what's that? Six six months about? Um do you do you do head to head points, right? Not not points overall. No, I do head to head to head points. More yeah. fun that way. Yeah. It gives it that it it seems to be more friendly for people that haven't played fantasy baseball before to come in as well because it gives it that fantasy football feel where, where you're like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Fucking, yeah, it's like, oh, I'm down yeah. 118 to 100 right now, so I got a chance. Like, yeah, it, it gives yeah. it that feel and it gets people more into it, and then that's where we get you. Then you're stuck. Then all of a sudden, you're doing a 15-team, 30-round, four-hour pick draft that takes two and a half <laughs> weeks to finish. You're sitting here on the computer talking about it three times a week to all the random people on the internet. We love all you guys. You're not all random, but some of you are. But, you know, that's how they get you. Then you're roped in and you're you're opening the StatCast page while you watch the Mariners game so you can see how hard the ground ball Julio hit at the second baseman was. It gets crazy. Yeah, I mean, listeners out there, let, let us know what you normally play. If you play head-to-head, if you play Roto, if you play points leagues. We're going to try to try to uh, cater to the most of, our, most of our listeners. But, you know what, if we have a lot of points league players, we'll do more points leagues episodes if not we'll stick to the traditional thing and, and just mix in points leagues every now and then we're always open to taking your questions as well if you have anything specific either you know join join the live stream we'll answer your questions live or reach out to us on twitter at hockey at at fake oh, baseball oh, oh, i, I, I turn it oh, oh, when, when, when the when the hockey game and podcast <laughs> mode there uh, at fake baseball is the baseball money is fake twitter account uh in the in the discord of course sg.pn slash discord was an MLB channel and a uh, fantasy baseball channel that I had muted until a little bit ago. So uh, definitely get in there. Hopefully we can get at least one of those active. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking, weird enough, I actually thought about this today and last night. I just officially need to take the baseball channel. All the baseball talk kind of goes down in the MLB channel. But I know we have podcast guys that that talk in there quite a bit and there's a lot of betting talk that goes on in there and while we do work for the sports gambling podcast network and i am betting on march madness games today i am the world's worst baseball better so i can't really give you any baseball advice you will just lose money but fantasy baseball advice i'll give that shit out for free so if you want to talk baseball 
just into your browser type sg.pn backslash discord and it will literally just pull up the server for you you click accept and then just scroll down to fantasy baseball and come say hi yeah or if you're already in discord just search uh, sgpn sports gambling podcast network you can find us in there or just reach out to us on twitter and we will happily uh walk you along to get you in there yeah and uh whether you're listening to us, if you are one of our dedicated listeners, we love you. We see the numbers going up. It makes me feel good. It lets me know that you guys are enjoying our content, which I greatly enjoy. I apologize for me stuttering over my words today. I have the migraine from hell, just so everybody's aware. I'm not a fucking crackhead, even though I seem like it. My head is just pounding. But if you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch, feel free to subscribe, follow whatever you prefer. We are here three days a week, hopefully four days a week when we get a little closer to the season, even though that is coming up. We have a lot of fun doing this. We have a lot of good content. Uh, you can find us on either of those. It's fake baseball money. If you want to look it up or on, I mean, we're on TikTok. I post random little baseball videos there, here and there. I haven't for like two days, which I'm disappointed in myself. I'm going to get back on that. Good that work. is also Fake baseball money. I mean, I'm slacking on TikTok. You know, that's my that's my thing apparently. But uh, and follow us on Twitter at fake baseball, the coolest at on Twitter. Uh, but you can find me there as well at Balake B U H H L O C K A Y E. And you can follow me on Twitter at R Gilbert S O P. And we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Girl, girl.